Hey there, I'm Amy, and welcome to the podcast, Fearlessly Facing 50. This podcast is about conversations and connections, and my mission is to encourage women over 40 to live their best life. You know what, ladies, we haven't peaked yet, and we are just getting started. So if you're ready for some real talk with real people and real conversations about what really matters, you found the right place. I'm ready. Are you ready? Let's get started. Let's get real. Hey there, I'm Amy and welcome to the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast. Thanks for joining in today. You're in for a treat. Another great episode. I know I say it every week, but but it's true. This is going to inspire you and it's a woman that went outside of her comfort zone and started something she knew nothing about. And you'll hear where she is now. It's pretty incredible. So before we get started with that conversation, I want to just give a shout out to all my fans, <laughs> all my supporters, all my followers out there. I am so grateful. And this experience has been amazing since I dropped the first episode in October. It is incredible to see how it's grown, to see where it's being heard all over the country and the world. It is really incredible. And for the experts that are sharing knowledge, the stories that are shared by women who are inspiring others to take action, to take a trip or to take a class or to finish something they started, or you know how to care for their aging parents and start that process, or how to get your foot back in the door in the workplace. All of those topics that are so top of mind. It's so great to receive your messages, your emails with story ideas, guest ideas. It's fantastic. So I thank you for that. Beginning in March, we've got something special with the podcast, and that is your opportunity to sponsor an episode. And what that means is you're sponsoring an episode of the podcast. With that, you'll receive a shout out, a commercial on the podcast that reaches all of the listeners and followers around the country and the world. It will also include a write-up on my website and a little ad. So if you're interested in featuring your small business, your blog, something about you, and you want to sponsor an episode of the Fearlessly Facing 50 podcast, send me an email, amy at fearlesslyfacing50.com, and 50 is spelled out. I'm excited to get that program rolling. So today I have on the show Zibby Owens. Zibby is a writer and a mother of four that lives in New York City. She is the creator and host of the award-winning literary podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. She runs a literary salon and author events and book fairs from her home. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story about how she got started because it's like so many of us that just go out and take a risk. We might not know anything about starting a podcast or starting a blog or writing a book, but we put our fear aside and jump in with both feet. So sit back and enjoy the conversation with the incredible Zibby Owens. She's an amazing woman and I had her on my list to reach out to because she has an inspiring story. So if you're sitting here listening and thinking, how did she do that? We're going to find out today. So she uh, is a mom of four and she's a busy mom and she fits this in and it's called a podcast, 
moms don't have time to read books. And, you know, it's funny because when I was doing research on Zibi, I came across an article and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think those words actually came out of your mouth, right? They did. Yes. So when you were considering this, and I think maybe you were even writing a book at the time, um, you said, well, moms don't have time to read books. And that's so true. So Zibi, welcome to Fearlessly Facing 50. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you. So tell us a little bit, you know, what was the inspiration for you launching Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books? It was a couple of different things. As you said, I was writing a book. I had been doing a lot of writing of parenting essays. And my husband actually said, you know, you should take all your parenting essays and make them into a book. And I was like, oh, moms don't have time to read books. And then I thought, oh, wait, that's so funny. That should be the title of my book. Um, so I had an agent at the time and she said, oh, well, you know, you don't really have much of a platform, blah, blah, blah. Essays don't sell very well. So I had that in the back of my head and I went to coffee with a friend of mine who is a young adult fiction author named Sarah Mlynowski, who's amazing, best-selling author um, of the Whatever After series and, and a lot more. Anyway, she said, you know, you should really have a podcast. I was like, what's a podcast? What's a podcast? Yeah. I yep. wasn't listening to podcasts. So my husband and I went home and sat on the couch and I'm like, where's the, how do you even listen to podcasts? where's the button so um we had to figure out how to do it and um I was like well I guess I could do a podcast um so the book I ended up putting that book on hold but I thought wait I have the perfect title I'll just make that the title of my podcast yeah I also wanted to read um I'm always that I'm the type of person who keeps ripping things out of newspapers and magazines sending them to people and reposting on Facebook and all the rest and I was like how great if I could just read on my podcast all these articles that I love that I find instead of reposting because I felt like people weren't really reading if I reposted um but then I found out that was illegal. So I was like, okay, well, if I can't just read other people's essays, right. maybe I should talk to the authors themselves. And at the time, right. I knew like two authors. Um, but I was like, I'll start with them and see what happens. So I just started. I just tried it. So and- you're sitting on the couch with your husband, and you come up with this podcasting. And I can relate to that because – and podcasts actually came out, what, in 2009 or something? I mean, they've been around for a long time. But I was the same way. So, so what did you do? I mean, did you seriously just Google how to start a podcast? I seriously did. I think I said I think I said something like easiest way to start a podcast from your phone, and that's how I launched it on Podbean because they you, there was like this right. little microphone thing, and I was like, oh, I just press this. So the so first podcast I did, I literally just took my phone in my bedroom, closed the door so the kids would stop screaming, and read my own essay because I was like, well, I can do that. I can read my own essays sure. on my yeah. own podcast, which I do yeah. from time to time. So I just sat there and read it and posted it. And I was like, well, we'll see. Here we go. What happens? It's all about putting fear aside, you know, and I think we as women tend to just totally have that fear thing out there. Like, I can't do this. But I love that you did it. And, um, and that's what's so amazing. And now to see your success, I bet you go back to that first podcast and think, wow, did I say that? Or did I sound like that? You know, do you kind of listen back? I can't even bring myself <laughs> to listen to it. I'm like so mortified. Um, exactly. It's but a I, learning didn't curve. Even, I didn't even feel like it was fearless. I felt like I was doing it like it was something so private. Do you know, like I didn't, right. I was like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm not going to announce that I'm doing a podcast. I'm just going to really? like post this and see what happens. And yeah. Yeah. so I just, you know, I don't how many know. years has it been going now? Almost two. Ah, oh, that's incredible. That's incredible. So how do you choose the authors? I mean, you've had amazing authors on and so many to come. Um, how do you choose them? I started by 
authors I knew or authors I worshipped. And I just right. started going. I had a wish list, which I have been trying to find because I really want to go back <laughs> to it now. Um, and randomly reached out. Um, I reached out to friends of friends who knew people, um, yeah. people from my kids' preschool, things like that. Um, right. Now, uh I get sent a lot of books, which is really exciting. Oh, I um, love that. Yeah. Uh, I get sent lots of books every day. I get sent lots of book pitches for upcoming books, but I don't mm. only like to cover upcoming books because right. there's so many books I've loved throughout my life that I'm dying to get to know the authors. And it's yeah. so funny because now books that I read like 20 years ago that I haven't forgotten, I'm reaching right. out to those authors and interviewing them. And it's oh. amazing because like, turns out, they would kind of be my friends. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. when you like, you read a book, and you're like, this person is someone I'd totally be friends with. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm yeah. like, anyway. And, you're, and and do your kids like to read? Uh, my kids like to read. My yeah. son is in like a big graphic novel phase. Um, wow. My, yeah. his twin, they're 12 and a half, likes to start a lot of books. She likes yeah. to buy books yeah. and start them and then, you know, run off and do something else. And my little guys, I have a six and five year old and I still so. read to them. Um, sure. Although they're starting to read, but um, but they love it, yes. So it, they know that like our whole house is about books. I'm always like carrying yeah, on a book, I, yeah, exactly. books. I mean, I can see on the shelves all of the books, and yeah, it, I mean, it's but it is something that you kind of lose because there's all this electronic stuff now, you know, all the downloads and things. And I love, I love an old newspaper. I love to page through it. I love the New York Times on a Sunday. I just love it. It's something I just grab a cup of coffee and just it makes me feel good. And books are kind of the same way. So it's great that. I tried to do that with my kids. Now my kids are grown, but, um, but reading it's, it's just such an important part of life. So it's interesting. Maybe, maybe someday you'll hand this off to one of your kids. Maybe. I mean, both, never, yeah. both my parents, I saw them reading all the time growing up too. Did you? I feel yeah. Like that's, it, it's just so important. I don't think they did it on purpose. They just both love to read. So yeah. I don't know. I feel like as much as I can model it, it's not like a goal, but it just is right. something that is a nice, it's a nice side effect. Yeah, exactly. So balancing life as a mom of four, right? Yes. Holy moly. Yeah, that's a lot. Keeping all the plates in the air. And then, you know, with the podcast and all of the events that you do. Um, walk me through a typical day. <laughs> I don't think you want, you don't want to be a typical day. Do we all um, need to get a glass of wine first and be like, yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> um, well, I, let me point out one thing, though. I am divorced and remarried. So okay. I have every other weekend without the kids to right. catch up on reading and sleep and time with my new husband, not so new anymore, yeah. but, um, <laughs> yeah. so I do have like a minute to catch my breath. I honestly don't know if I could have done this, um, if I didn't have that time to sort of regroup. Right. So, um, not to set unrealistic expectations that everyone with four kids can just jump in and start yeah. this. I do yeah. have this time off, which is so key in my ability to do it. Um, but a typical day with the kids, you know, I mean, really, I mean, I, I get up, early, <laughs> we get up at like six, usually someone has slept in my bed. I didn't even really sure. even notice yep. it. Yep. Um, Sometimes I let them watch TV while I take a shower. I shouldn't admit that. My yes, son has started like normal. he orders on Amazon all the time on my phone. So now I have to like keep it locked away from him. Didn't you write something about that? I did write something yes, about it, but I'm embarrassed it. to admit he just did it again yesterday. I just got like two dog man stuffed animals that arrived. And I was like, I was like, how could he do this? Like I went on Good Morning America and talked about what a stupid mom I am for letting my kid do this. And now it's happened again. So, um, so, you know, I run around, I get dressed, I make lunch for my daughter. My little kids yeah. are running all over. Um, we get ready for school. You know, I start screaming at everybody 10 minutes yeah. before you have to leave, you know, brushing it's hair. And, 
Yeah, you have a normal life. I have a normal, I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, yeah, for the most part, you have a normal, I mean, that's, but somebody listening that's saying, how can she do all this? You can do it, you know, you're able to, there must be something in you that's able to be a very good time manager, obviously, you know, which is key. And like you said, you do have a little bit of grace there on every other weekend, but, but still it's, it's a lot. So I really applaud you for that. And I think women should embrace that, you know, and, and ask for help, right? Do you have to ask for help? I mean, Yes. And yeah. I just recruited my babysitters, like two of my babysitters <laughs> week and weekend. And uh, my little, my kid's chess teacher, they're now all helping me out like, Are they? with yeah. my business. And it's amazing. It's been life-changing. Um, yeah. I've gotten some help with partnerships and um, yes, I have to be a really good time manager and I am, and I do everything very quickly, which is lucky um, right. not to rush, right. but I read quickly and I type quickly and all that stuff. So that helps. But yeah, I mean, my husband helps tremendously. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I have great help. I really do have great helpers. I love and adore them. So, I mean, yeah, I couldn't do it without it all. But and but don't you think sometimes women are are afraid to ask for help? They want to do it all. And yeah, yeah I, I I feel that way too. I, I mean, no, I, I do feel that way. I do. It's hard for me to delegate anything. Yeah. I'm like, I could just do it faster. I'll just do it. I'm just gonna quickly do I it. I know. I yeah. know. It's it's part a power thing for me. It's part like, oh, I'll just get it done quicker. But yes. it's so good. And and so I applaud you for that too. It's amazing. And it's it's nice to know that for people listening, ask for help. There's everybody has a network. You know, I had a talk recently with somebody and I said, you know, well, who's your network? Oh, I don't have a network. Everybody has a network. You know, everybody has friends and friends of friends and resources they can use. So that's awesome. So let's talk about if you've ever had feelings of self-doubt. So let's go back to the couch and you're sitting there with your husband and you're, say, six months in. Have you ever just had, you know, you're, you're doing this podcast and they're a lot of work, I know, because putting them together and getting them released and getting the guests, it's a lot of work. Did you ever just kind of slouch down and say, I don't know if I can do this? Oh, for sure. Many times. <laughs> okay. Many times. I'm so glad you said that. Because oh, my gosh. I, yeah. Yes, all the time. I mean, one day um, when I was doing a podcast and I release, I started off doing one or two a week. Now I'm up to like three, four, five a week. So it's right. it's a lot. But yes, yeah. after about six months, probably, um, I had one author come on whose PR people had reached out to me. It's not even like I went after her. Right. And I asked her a question and I, I think I read her a quote that I had really liked or something and she, yeah. from a newspaper article she'd written or something. And she's like, I mean, do you have a question about that? And it was just so snappy. And yeah. I, I was like, don't cry, don't cry. Don't, right, right, and right. And I got off the phone after that and I was just like, why do I even do this? Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, why am I doing this? Like, why is she being mean to me? Like, how can I, I like, I'm right. not growing. The numbers are not growing. Like, does anyone right. even listen to this? Yeah. Why am yeah. I wasting all my time? Like, I don't know. And I felt just so discouraged. And actually, I posted about that feeling on Instagram. Did you? Yeah. I was with my son and we were on our way to this science class. And I just, in a moment of total self-defeatism and, and self-indulgence <laughs> and wallowing in my self-pity, I, I put some post on like, oh my gosh, why do I even bother? Like, I just feel like right. giving up or whatever. And then mm -hmm. we went into this class and we weren't allowed to use phones. And I got out of the class and I opened up Instagram and I had like a zillion, not a zillion, sure. maybe 20 comments, but they were all yeah. just so positive. Like, you are you kidding? Like, you're doing so right. much, keep going. And what do you mean? How could you feel like this? And I was like, what? I, I just, I feel like this all the time, so. Yeah, yeah, but you know, that's that's how much value you're adding. You're adding value to people's lives. You're making it, you know, and you do. I think we all have those feelings. So we just have to, you know, 
put on our big girl pants and just power through it. And um, but it's good to know that we all have those. We all have those feelings. I have them all the time too. I'm thinking, who's really listening? You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? who's really listening? But somebody is. And and I think with your podcast, you know, if you can inspire somebody to take action around reading or, you know, it, it's, it's amazing and women need to make time for that. So that's great. So I'm glad that you, that you, even in those moments of self-doubt, you're like, heck yeah, I'm going forward. I'm doing this. It's great. Well, this author I just had on recently, her name is Alexandra Silber and she wrote a beautiful memoir called um, White Hot Grief Parade. But anyway, as she was telling me, she said, you know, when I was writing the book, I thought, you know, maybe no one will read this, but even if I help one person, yes. Exactly. Even if I change one person's life because of something I said, then yeah. it's worth it. And it's she said it. to me, she said to me, like your podcast, you don't know who's listening, and maybe exactly. you change someone's life, and how great is that? So just keep doing it. I'm like, yeah, you just it. never know. So hopefully, exactly, you know. exactly. So tell me about now. I mean, I'm in Connecticut, and you're in New York City. Um, so, but we have listeners all over. So if somebody were to be in the city, and you happen to have an event, tell me about these events that you have. Are they open to public, or how do you advertise them? How do you market them? That type of thing. Well, the events so far, they're in my home. So ah, I've okay. limited it so far to friends of friends or people I know or right. people I've become friends with. Um, you know, I have a few friends I've made on social media who yeah. um, I know are not crazy people coming in to <laughs> storm my house. But in general, most people who want to come to a book event are not scary right. types of people. Right. You know right. I mean? We're right. all like of a certain... <laughs> they're usually like-minded. Yeah. Right? Usually like-minded. Um, so... Well, I can't accommodate everybody to some of the ones in my house. I do have ones outside of my house, and I'm trying to grow that more as well. And I do a lot of bookstore events. I'm having an event February 25th at the Center for Fiction in Brooklyn with four authors um, cobbled together um, to do a friendship panel. So that's going to be really fun. Um, And I have a couple events at the Stryker Center at Temple Emanuel coming up in April with Taffy Ackner and Judith Forrest and Paula Zygman. Um, Laura Zygman, sorry, what did I say? Laura Zygman. And... um, I have a bookstore events coming up with right. the book launches of a bunch of, anyway, they're all on my website. Um, Good. And the, ones my, the ones at my house and even one I'm having um, for Valentine's day at Dylan's candy bar. That's uh, oh, open. Fun. Really? So, okay. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. And I'll link everything in the episode notes, you know, to where to find you and where to subscribe to the podcast. And, and I'm going to put a link to the CBS. Um, Thank you. Story yes. I did that on my Facebook group, but it, it's just a great story. And it was nice to actually, was really good. They really, they did a great job. You did a great job. I mean, it was a quality piece. Um, Okay. So this is a question I ask all of my guests. So what advice would you tell your 30 year old self? (laughs) I know, I know that's like a exhale moment. I know. I think when I was 30, I just didn't see how anything would come together. I, Mm. I didn't see, there was no clear path to anything. Right. <laughs> right. I, right. I, I was just sort of wondering if things would work out. And yeah. Um, yeah. I felt at 30 so desperate for things to work out. So like yeah. whether it was having kids or getting married or writing a book or whatever, or right. just anything. Right. Um, and I just, sometimes I just couldn't see the way forward. And mm-hmm. now that I'm, you know, 43 um, and right. I've gone through a lot. Um, I guess one thing I would say is things are like, take it one step at a time. That sounds so reductive and silly, but um, things that seem like big decisions, you can always change them. Like things like I obsessed over what kind of stroller to buy or where to send my kids to school or, you know, you can change schools. You can get a new stroller. 
Like, I think I wasted so much time obsessing over decisions that are very easily changed. Not always so easily, but now I just think, like, one, the periods of time I obsess over are much smaller, right? Yeah. Like, even with friends at dinner last night, they're like, where should we, you know, we're not sure about our kid going to kindergarten because we heard this about the middle school. And I was like, who knows what is going to happen by the time your kid's in middle school? Just make the best decision for now. So that's sort of what I've learned that I didn't fully understand before. Things felt much more important. And um, yeah, exactly. Anyway. It's so true. No, it's so true when you think about that. And I also, I wrote about this too. I always think that in your 30s, it's more that what's in it for me mentality. And then you just make this shift. Now I'm going to be 50 in a couple of weeks, but you make this, what's in it for them? You know, it's a total mind shift. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. But, you know, you don't sweat the small stuff as much. I, don't, I mean, I, I, mean, I try just, not to. I, try I know. To. I, yeah. I, I say that too. But I mean, sometimes, yeah, right. But um. But that's interesting. And and just kind of take it one step at a time. That's true. And I always say, just let it unravel. And somebody mm-hmm. asked me that question and said, I said, just, you know, you, you want to control everything. And, and and even with this whole Kobe Bryant thing, you know, when you, I don't know if you saw Ellen's monologue yesterday, um, but it was incredible. And it was just that moment and tragedy for all of these families just made us all stop, you know, mm-hmm. in our tracks yeah. and self-reflect. And we need to be able to do that more often. It shouldn't take tragedy for us to be able to, you know, love everybody, embrace the moment, all of that. So it's interesting. One step at a time, one yeah. day at a time. Um, I want to ask you about these Webby Awards because now you went and you got a Webby Award, which is amazing. I didn't get a Webby. I got nominated oh, for a Webby. You got nominated. In okay. 2019. Okay. But I did win another award called a Lovey Award, which are oh, like. Oh, the Lovey Web- Award. That's, that's right. Okay. That's it's, right. It's, they're like the Webbies of Europe. So I went to London and got my yes. award at this big ceremony. It was really fun and crazy. So. Oh, was that just fun? You got all dressed up and went. Did you have to do a speech and the whole thing? You're, you were only allowed to do a seven word speech. Seven? Yeah. What was it? Can, can you Webby's, recite it? The Webbies, um, they're the same parent organization. So the Webbies allows you to do a five-word speech. So the Levy said because of the seven countries, I don't know, something. Yeah. What yeah. did I say? I said something like, this mom loves interviewing authors. Thank you. Perfect. Hey, that's like not, not It wasn't that seconds. clever. But I mean, that, yeah, they would have loved that at the Grammys. Like they should allow <laughs> that, you know? <laughs> um, okay. So last question. Where do you see yourself in three years? Well, I'm working on some book projects myself, so I would really love to, I would love, I have this novel I've been working on for a while. I would love to get that out there <clears throat> in some way. Um, oh, I, that'd be amazing. Um, I'm starting a new content site um, this okay. Mother's Day, which I'm really excited about. Um, so I want that to grow um, more on that later. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's exciting. Um I might want to try to start my own publishing imprint or a company or something. Really? Oh, wouldn't that be amazing? I'm toying with that idea. Um, Good for you, Zibby. That's huge. I'd love to do more with, um, you know, TV in some way, like getting the message out, getting authors on TV more, but like in a much more approachable way, um, relatable. So I'd love to be doing something with that and. Um, yeah, I keep doing, I still want to be doing the podcast. I love the podcast. Um, yeah, isn't it fun? So much fun. So much you fun. Know, it is. It's just so much fun. And I get to meet amazing people like you and you get to meet, meet amazing people. So if you, if you, um, publish that novel, I want to interview you. <laughs> okay. I want to flip the mic around. Um, so, you know, it's, it's funny because you look at life and you look at it as a puzzle and all the pieces. So even from when you were little on, you know, you've always loved reading and you've just 
followed this passion. So that in of itself, I think, would be a great story. Thank you. Yeah, I amazing. I should write something about that. Thank you. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Check that box. So thank you so much. I appreciate the time. I know how busy you are. And thank you. Thanks for listening. And Zippy is proof that, you know what? You can learn as you go, but take the risk, take the chance, because great things happen. I'll link all of Zibby's details, the link to her podcast, the link to sign up for her website, and her newsletter, all in the episode notes. So go forward this week and be awesome, and take on something new. Challenge yourself in a new way, and we'll be in touch soon.